Sunset Lake CBD is a majority employee-owned hemp farm located right outside of Burlington, Vermont. Before they started growing hemp, Sunset Lake Farms produced cream for Ben & Jerry's. Sunset Lake CBD doesn't use any pesticides or herbicides to grow any of its hemp plants, and they use organic fertilizer and other sustainable farming techniques to ensure the long-term health of the soil and to minimize their carbon footprint. So like all of us, my days are really stressful. By the end of the night, my kids are in bed, I'm taking a minute to chill, but I'm still unwinding. I recently started using the Relax Gummies infused with CBD isolate, reishi mushroom extract, and ashwagandha root extract. I'm really glad I tried these because they really helped me get ready for a good night of sleep, and I really think I sleep better, so I'd highly recommend it. So check out Sunset Lake CBD today at sunsetlakecbd.com and use the code HFPOD for 20% off your order. That's sunsetlakecbd.com and use the code HFPOD for 20% off your order. Farmer-owned, Vermont-grown, Sunset Lake CBD. Shopify grows your business no matter how far or big you grow. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. Whether you're selling your fans' next favorite shirt or an exclusive piece of podcast merch, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. Allbirds, Rothy's, Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash income, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash income now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Hey listeners, I want to tell you about a sponsor, Music Masters Collective. They're a nonprofit organization that produces unique music events, providing opportunities for fans and artists to meet and collaborate in an inspired and creative atmosphere. Every week they host different events, all with the opportunity to learn from world-class musicians like Oteil Burbridge, Trouble No More, former members of the band, Milk Carton Kids, Nikki Glaspie, Bill Frizzell, Sean Colvin, and many more. This June, Join the Fab Foe, Joan Osborne, John Sebastian, Marshall Crenshaw, and a great group of faculty for the debut of Magical Mystery Camp. This all-inclusive, once-in-a-lifetime music vacation experience in the heart of the Catskills will be packed with nightly performances, workshops, speakers, song circles, open mics, and a lot more. If you're a performing musician at any level, bring your instrument. If you're a music lover, bring your good spirit. It's an amazing experience for individuals, friends, and couples alike. Registration is open, spots are filling up, so check it out soon. And scholarships are available. Check out magicalmysterycamp.com slash helpingfriendly to learn more. When you walk the streets, you'll have no cares. If you walk the lines and not the squares, as you go through life, make this your goal. Watch the donut, not the hole. Written on the rainbow in letters made of gold. Written on the rainbow, there's wisdom to behold. Hey everyone, this is the Helping Friendly Podcast. This is a, an extra bonus quick hit where we're going to go behind the donuts with Felicia. 
Felicia, hello. Hi, how are you? Good. Welcome back. Um, you've you've been on the podcast a lot of times, and we appreciate you coming back on. I'm here um, with Matt and Jonathan as well. Um, hey guys. Hey there. Howdy. Welcome, so, Felicia. Yeah, and Thank so you. we're Felicia. The the internet is a buzz about donuts, um, which is awesome. It, it sort of started obviously before the run with the the tickets and the, some of the stuff that that Fish put out there, but. Um, I guess as to many of us, the the Federal Donuts kind of partnership um, was a surprise and a really awesome um, addition. And I know you've been working with, with Federal Donuts and with that company for a long time and putting in a ton of hard work. And it's just really cool to see that come together. So I guess, first of all, congratulations, because I feel like this is probably something that you've been working on for a while. But we, I think people would love to hear kind of a little bit of the backstory, how it came together, the inspiration for it and that sort of thing. Yeah, this has been, like, Friday, I thought to myself, this has been the happiest day of my life. Like, literally, you know, I've never been married, I have, don't have any children, so fish and federal donuts coming together at this point um, really has been, like, a peak life experience. That's great. We really owe the connection to our friend uh, Mark Welker, not that Welker, but another great Welker, who is the executive pastry chef at 11 Madison Park and the Nomad here in New York City. And like us, he is a huge fish fan, and he's also a big fan of Federal Donuts. And um, I guess when the band is in town and their management is in town, they often eat at Nomad. So um, Jason, who is Fish's manager, reached out to Mark and asked him, hey, you know, we've got this crazy idea for donuts at the shows, and could you create a proposal for me of places that could handle this kind of, you know, a big order. And Mark told me he's coincidentally seated right next to me <laughs> in 107. Wow. And he told me that, I know, isn't that cool? It's just serendipity. He told us that he wrote a proposal with like 15 suggestions of different places, a long proposal, but he wrote at the top, just have federal donuts do it. And he was <laughs> like, I don't think Jason That's got great. any further than that. <laughs> because he called you like right after that. So I don't know if other options were explored, but as soon as, um, you know, Jason got in touch with me, I just immediately went to my partners because there's five owners of Federal Donuts and was like, can we do this logistically? Because it, it is definitely a challenge. You know, we're not a factory. We are handmade everything. And so making thousands of donuts per day and getting them to New York in time is a real, you know, it's a logistical challenge. So um, my staff was super duper fired up to make it work. And all the owners were like, yes, let's do it. Let's make it happen. And we've just been pushing forward on this for like the past like six weeks. Six weeks, obviously, was the kind of getting it together. When did that conversation start? I think Jason called me like um, less than two months ago. Oh, wow. Okay. So, so it did come together yeah. pretty quickly. Yeah. I think that they were like kind of because the other aspects of the tour are obviously so much more important, like <laughs> all the logistics and everything that needs to happen. So this was kind of like a fun thing to add on. And we were like, can we do it? Can you guys do it? Can we get the packaging designed and shipped in time? All that kind of stuff ha had to happen really quickly. I, I was wondering about that because I've been to one of your shops and uh, you know, I know you do, you know, on or on demand donuts and the, the idea of making this many donuts every day. How many donuts are, Roughly, at least, are you guys giving out each night? Um, I'm not at liberty to give the exact number. It is thousands of donuts. Yeah. Thousands of donuts. Okay. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I knew it couldn't be 20,000, 
seemed impossible. No. So uh, I'm getting seeing a little complaining on the internet, and I'm like, wow, is there anybody out there who really thinks you could make twenty thousand donuts like for thirteen nights every night? That's insane. <laughs> yeah, maybe <laughs> some certain mega chains, but then I mean, you're getting mega chain donuts, and it's just not the same kind exactly. of thing, anyways. So, yeah. um, I. I where, where would you store 20,000? <laughs> couldn't even imagine. Um, I think it's a remarkable effort regardless. Um, and so you mentioned that you've got five partners and Federal Donuts. You guys are – you've expanded recently. Didn't I see a, a picture of a new shop somewhere? Yeah, we just opened um, our first store out of Philadelphia, which is in Miami, in the Wynwood uh, Arts District. And wow. actually, our sister restaurant, also same ownership and shared partners, uh, Diesengoff, is opening today in Miami, right next door to Federal Dinner. Felicia, as far as the planning process, um, and I know, understand there's probably, since we're still in the middle of the run, there's probably some things that you can't talk about yet, but um, are you able to tell us, like, did the band come to you and say, listen, these are the 13 flavors that you have to do? Did you guys pitch flavors? How did, how did all that work? Basically, um, I received a list that was flavors uh, that came from the band and were their ideas. And they were pretty, you know, simple. Like you've seen from the last couple of nights, like the first night was just coconut and then strawberry. Um, so like a sort of simple idea. And they were like, how would you interpret this? So people are giving us a lot of credit <laughs> for the set list, which I think is sort of misdirected because the band obviously did everything and we kind of just fulfilled what they were envisioning. So, oh, that's cool. Um, we, are, we are a very proud uh, vendor and not so much a collaborator. <laughs> you started to hint at this earlier. So are you guys um, making the donuts in your shops in Philly and then transporting them up each day or did you set up kind of like a, a remote federal donuts location for a few weeks? Yeah, we, we did talk about both of those possibilities, um, but ultimately we decided home is where the, the magic happens. So we are making all the donuts in Philadelphia every early, very early every morning, and then they're being delivered every day to the garden. That's awesome. Yeah, it's quite a feat. <laughs> I'm extremely proud of our staff and our crew. They are working so hard. Our chef, Matt Fine, is working overnight to make this happen, hmm. um, in addition to all of his enormous usual responsibilities. So it's definitely been um, a huge effort from our, our staff, and they're really, really doing a great job. I'm so proud of them. That's amazing. Um, and I think, you know, like you said, it's a, it's a, I'd say that you guys are a collaborator based on the just, you know, delivering on the vision which is which is hard harder than um people think to do obviously so it's really awesome to see are you um have there been any surprises for you along the the past few nights just in terms of the process or the planning or i know these big projects like this sometimes can you know funny things can happen is there anything that sort of surprised you or anything interesting that that happened that you didn't expect i have been happily unsurprised by the deliveries and the execution. Everyone has done such a good job. We have uh, volunteers from Waterwheel and Headcount who are handing out the donuts at the distribution points. Um, we also have like a team captain for each distribution point who's kind of taking the lead and you know making sure everything happens the way it needs to. And I've been so proud of our volunteers and, and staff up here in New York. They have really done an amazing job. Beth Rowles from Fish Inc. coordinated all the volunteers through Headcount and Waterwheel, and they're just like wonderful people. They love fish so much, and 
they are so fired up to like hand out donuts and like see everyone smiling and like go through this process every night and take time out of their show experience to do it. So that's been all the surprises have been really happy surprises. Like I'm just so proud of everybody involved. Everyone's got such great energy and like is really excited to do it. So maybe we can transition a little bit to your experience over the past few nights. I guess I would just ask, um, have you been, have, have the shows been even more, you know, important or rewarding for you seeing how they play on these themes? And is that something that ha- that was surprising to you in terms of how much they integrated that into set lists and performances? And does that give you a little bit of extra um, satisfaction for the shows? Oh, definitely. I, my feet have not touched the ground since I like got into New York on Friday afternoon. And it's actually really weird. I was like, had a meeting at the garden um, at 2 p.m. That was like the walkthrough, you know, where we met with everybody and we're like, okay, how are we going to do this? Where's mm-hmm. the spots? Like, get all the, you know, the ducks lined up. And I was literally walking into to the subway to go to the garden when the fish announcement like dropped on social media. And so I'm like Ugh. trying to like keep up and like, you know, post from federal donuts. And like, I'm getting like a million texts and my phone is like blowing up and I have to like get in the subway and I got off at the wrong stop. And I was like almost late for my meeting. <laughs> and then I just, as soon as I walked into the, you know, through the employee entrance of the garden, I was just like, I can't believe this is real life. Like, it's just been amazing. And then the shows have been so good, like so good. This has been an incredible run so far and it just makes it, it's like all like icing, you know? Yes. Good pun. I like it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, well, that was kind of the next... I was going to say gravy, and then I backed up. No, icing's better. Um, That's the next thing that I think we wanted to ask you about is the shows themselves. Um, I think we all generally agree that they've been good. Any specific highlights, personal highlights of the musically of the show so far? Oh, definitely. Definitely. The MoMA was, like, incredible. One of the best moments I've ever seen. Um, the It's Ice is the best It's Ice I've ever seen in my life. The other night, that was like such a journey. Oh, it yeah. was like so fish. Just like huge jams, amazing song selections. The covers have been like knocking me down like that Moon Age. I mean, saw it at Halloween, hoping it would come back. And it just it just knocks me out every every time. And the obviously the Sweet Jane is like something I think a lot of us have always wanted to see. And I've never seen it. So been really special they seem to be picking up on this theme i like the to me what's been really impressive just watching on the webcast so far is like the acapella um songs which obviously are playing on these themes they're taking them so seriously and clearly preparing so much for them and um so i think this this sort of very very classic fish like you know um theme or gimmick or whatever has really kind of energized them in a way that's what it seems to me i don't know if, if you guys think that I wonder who did the the acapella arrangements. If it was Carmel West who did the um, the Bowie acapella arrangement that they did last year. Um, I don't know. So I don't know, but like they de- they definitely seem completely like trained and rehearsed, like in their acapella performances. And it seems like nobody loves their you know their Broadway singing lessons more than Trey. Just <laughs> totally. <doing> it. <laughs> Wherever yeah, it's coming from, the arrangement was outstanding. I couldn't. I, I, I listened to it several times just trying to grapple with the fact that the, while one was singing, the three guys were simulating a mellotron, which is just not... Yeah, I mean, they're they're voicing the, the instrumentation, which is like that uh, Space Oddity, which I couldn't remember the name of two seconds ago, I know was arranged by Carmel West, who's like a pretty right. like famous Broadway composer. So these are all just, they're so professional and so so beautifully executed. 
I think that's a pretty good guess. She probably, I, I would like to think that she probably is responsible for what we I just said. Yeah, I'm going to try to find out because it's just such a, it's a fascinating approach. You know, that strawberry fields arrangement was not exactly a, a thrown together one. So um, I would agree. It sounds like Carmel West is probably the, the most likely candidate to have arranged that. And hopefully that means that uh, based on the flavors that, um, you know, there's she's put some more arrangements in that we're going to hear over the next 10 nights. Well, so maybe we can um, uh, talk a little bit more about just federal donuts in general. Um Felicia, anything else that's going on in the world of federal donuts that, that we should know about? Obviously, this fish thing is huge for you guys, but um, any I, I know I read a little bit about um, the charity uh, restaurant, the Rooster Soup Co. Maybe you could talk about that a little bit. Yeah, thank you so much. We've had an incredible experience opening our latest um, full-service restaurant, which is called Rooster Soup Company. It's in Philadelphia. And it is a philanthropic restaurant, so we donate 100% of the net profits to our partner, Broad Street Ministry, and they provide meals and essential social services to the most vulnerable citizens of Philadelphia. So um, they do their work in a really unique way. It's called trauma-informed, which is people who are suffering um, from houselessness and sort of deep poverty are often asked to stand in a line for something whatever it is. And then when they get to the end of the line, there is like nothing left there for them. Um, and this uh, tra- can cause a trauma, you know, response in you to be traumatized by this experience over and over. So often the normal way that you serve uh, food to people who are hungry is you sort of stand in a line and put some food on a tray and it's kind of like a cafeteria type vibe. Um, but the problem with this is because people have been traumatized by standing in a line, they sometimes will act out uh, in antisocial ways when asked to stand in a line. So Broad Street Ministry was like, let's just get rid of the line. We, we don't want to do that. It's not how you would have people over to your house. So they welcome their guests with a host, stands at the door, invite you to sit anywhere you like at a nice table that's covered with a cloth and has a centerpiece and like real silverware. And then volunteer servers come around and pour water and serve food. And so it's a much more dignified and a community type experience. And when people are able to sit around a table and, um, gain trust in each other, they gain trust in the organization, and then the organization can help them in better ways and ask them, what do you need, you know? So we were so inspired by Broad Street Ministry, we did a Kickstarter um, three years ago and raised almost $200,000 on Kickstarter to get this restaurant open. And it opened in January, and we've just been uh, been pushing forward ever since. We're donating currently like 500 to $750 a week to Broad Street. So wow. that's been like really important for wow. us. Yeah, we wanted to offer hospitality to everyone, not just people who could pay for it. So that's kind of like we want to be good corporate citizen and, and give back to the community in Philadelphia. And hopefully this is something reproducible that we could do in other cities as well. That's really cool, Felicia. And I know that um, there's some other stuff. We'll link to a, f- a few things in the notes here, including um, the there's a cookbook coming out in, in the fall as well. Yeah, the Federal Donuts book, the partially true sp- spectacular story. Um, it's coming out in September. It's available right now for pre-order on Amazon, and there'll probably be something cool that comes with your pre-order. And yeah, it's got recipes, donuts, fried chicken, weird stories, workouts, jokes, you know, just our usual strange lives. <laughs> awesome. Um, I do love the fried chicken there. Yeah. <laughs> yes. People talk about the gourmet donuts, but honestly, I mean, the chicken and donuts is, for me, at least where it's at. Uh, and I have to make a special <laughs> special trip whenever I'm in town there. Um, I did want to throw in, too, I'm a, uh, originally from 
Philly, and it's it's been cool getting um, news clippings from like uh, people in my family and other people who are not fish fans necessarily, but are like, "Whoa, did you see this thing that Federal Donuts is doing? This is so cool!" So yeah. it's awesome to see you guys uh, get so much uh, amazing publicity for this as well. Yeah, we're super grateful to the Philadelphia and the fish community for supporting us. Like in general, I mean, when a fish would play the man. Um, so many fans would just come in to the federal donut stores that is like really noticeable. Obviously you can tell we're hippies. Um, and my business partners would be like, wow, the, the stores are so busy and the vibe is great. And you know, I was like, let's like start doing something for the fish fans. Let's make a fish donut. So we've done like fishman donuts. Um, and we've done a fluffhead donut on, it was just our way <laughs> yeah. of like trying to like say thank you to all these people who are always been so supportive and like gracious. Matt and Jonathan, anything else you want to ask Felicia? Oh, uh, you know, I could sit and talk about donuts all day. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Me too. Yeah. One of my favorite subjects. And Jonathan um, just Jonathan is probably the only one of the three of us at least who has already had one donut today. Um so congratulations. <laughs> yes, but it was not Hardcore. as special as <laughs> as a federal donut sadly yeah yeah and we'll just make sure felicia to give you our seat locations for this weekend so yeah. just <laughs> yeah. place place right. a couple around for us yeah exactly um, but yeah no seriously <laughs> look, looking forward to trying them out this weekend people breaking their donuts into very small pieces to share oh wow <laughs> well, is... you know that is a very kind and generous thing that most people should probably do but don't ask for a peace of mind y'all yeah. <laughs> it's cool it's really cool that nights four through 13 are all going to be jam donuts i think people are really psyched about that that's um, <laughs> no, we're really i'm looking forward to it and i mean appreciate you being humble about like the, the contribution you guys have made but i think that this this partnership that you guys are in with with the band has like definitely changed this entire run for the better and um it's just it's super exciting to to think about and to you know, anticipate what what's going to come next. So thanks for um, doing your part to make it happen. Thank you so much. I, I'm having the time of my life over here. So fun. Yeah. We're very excited for you guys too. Yeah. And thank you. Thank you for thank you for taking the time, Felicia. And uh, you're always welcome back. And maybe we should just uh, put a clip to the to the MoMA as we as we go out on this one. Um, as you mentioned that as a, a favor from the weekend. So thanks for coming on and thanks for sharing all this with us. Thank you so much for having me. Have a great run, you guys. The energy transition is upon us. But what role will energy companies themselves, together with other businesses and governments, adopt in reaching net zero? Powered by How, an eight-part podcast series from Reuters Plus, in partnership with Aramco, will explore innovations and technologies aiming to move us towards a more sustainable future. Join me, Nisha Pillay, for in-depth analysis of these questions. Aramco powered by Hal. Listen now. What is a city without its music? The legacy of the New York Philharmonic is incredible. Nearly two centuries of history. That's a lot of music and a lot of stories. I was sitting on stage for the very first time thinking, I can't quite believe this is happening. Join me, Jamie Bernstein, as we explore the history of the New York Philharmonic. It's the NY Phil story made in New York, a podcast about a city, its people, and their orchestra. Listen wherever you get podcasts.
you'll have no cares if you walk the lines and not the squares. As you go through life, make this your goal. Watch the doughnut, not the hole. It's written on the rainbow in letters made of gold. Written on the rainbow, there's wisdom to behold. Ever wonder what a punch from Elton John feels like? Or how you cope with having turned down the chance to be in Nirvana? Or what signal Keith Richards gives when he wants you to get the hell out of his hotel room? Fans of Too Much Effie Perspective don't have to wonder, because they've heard these exact stories and a jillion others on our podcast. I'm Alex Hoffman, former tour manager for Radiohead. And I'm musician and comedy writer Alan Keller. On the TMEP show, we get guests like Nancy Wilson from Heart, Jeremiah Freights from the Lumineers, and Modern Family's Julie Bowen to tell us things they may have only shared with their therapist, clergy, or a TMZ stringer. So join us on Too Much Effing Perspective. That's E-F-F-I-N-G Perspective. The only podcast you crank up to 11. Hey, what's up? This is Blake Wyland. I'm the host of the Tone Mob Podcast. It's a show where I interview guitar people about guitar stuff. We talk about their pedals, their amps, their accessories, their preferences, all that stuff, as well as a healthy dose of whatever comes up. Topics have ranged from aliens to addiction and anywhere in between. Oh yeah, and pizza. We're definitely going to be talking about pizza. So get the show wherever you're listening to this podcast at. Just search The Tone Mob in your search bar and it will pop right up. Come join us. We're having a lot of fun. Thanks for checking it out.